so with springtime comes life, right? That's the whole thing of April and May, open and Maya or Marta. So one of the most exciting things I think of around this time of year is spring turkey hunting, but a perfect go-between, morel hunting. Morels are a delicious and very choice, high choice mushroom, as they call it, as the kids call it, um, amongst mushroom hunters and mycophiles. Uh, morel mushrooms, there's a few variety. There's morels, black morels, well, there's early morels, which are a good indicator, but technically are in a completely different family. They have like a long stem and like this woven up cap. They look like a morel at a glance, but once you know what a real morel looks like, especially cutting a early morel in half, they have a completely different body. Their stem is elongated and has kind of a filling. It's more hollow. Um, it's really interesting to see a completely different uh, kind of mushroom grow to look very similar to a different mushroom. Life's weird. Uh, so there's early morels, which I don't really care for. They have a flavor I'm not that interested in. Then there's black morels, which are super hard to find due to the color and their, their uh, camouflage on the forest floor. There's yellow morels, which I've always called blonde morels. And then there's uh, white morels, which I've always called ghost morels. Uh, and then there is what most people call fire morels. Now, it's the same exact genus. Uh, it's just how they grow is different. So, naturals versus fire morels. Fire morels are typically black or blonde morels, but they grow in a post-forest fire, either that next year or the year after. They can produce for years to come in the same fire area, but there will be a giant a giant flush of uh, fire morels. And they're delicious. They taste great. It's super fun to look for them, especially with kids, because you can find a ton of them at once. Um, and they're not that hard, and it's pretty easy to scout for them. You know, look for, an old, look for a forest fire. Um, but they're... They pop due to the nitrogen that entered the soil, but they're like, they're a little thinner, let's say. Or it's better to say that the natural morels are, are, are double-walled. They're like stout. Uh, natural morels just have, have some girth to them, and uh, the flavor is very similar. Uh, to be honest, I don't really notice a flavor difference between whites, yellows, and blacks. Black morels definitely have the earthiest, um, earthiest flavor. So, natural morels, uh, you know, they grow pretty much across the U.S. everywhere. They south from South Dakota, Appalachian Mountains to they're everywhere. But my only experience is in the Pacific Northwest, and how I have always described how they grow is they can be in three places: anywhere, everywhere, and nowhere, and. I, if you have ever gone mushroom hunting, there is nothing more elusive than black morels. Because, uh, maybe black trumpets, but I digress. Uh, morels have definitely, there's like this, the best way I can 
find them is you literally have to just think like a mushroom, which doesn't make any goddamn sense, but it's super fun. So when you do find one, it's best to stop, get low, get get on the ground, and just look around. I often find fire morels to be in a line, meaning if there's one, there's one, there's there can be another one in a in a in a in a clean direction be, be in any any way almost, um, and I can find them boop 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 like in a straight line. You also often find them natural morels in nests. They'll come up in clusters like a little family of four to five. But there's no greater feeling than walking into a clearing and just seeing uh, just the floor is just covered with them. So morels can be wherever they want. And what's super frustrating is they often grow exactly where things look just like them. So pine cones are very often mistaken and you really do have to kind of get in a relationship with the mushroom because you can spend an hour or two looking at a hillside and seeing nothing only to return to the truck and there's literally one outside your door that you almost stepped on. It is so, it is uncanny how often that I believe I've gotten skunked and couldn't find anything only to find the one mushroom right where I parked. It's, 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 it's uncanny. So a few years of doing this has really humbled me. There's a few indicators of where they're going to grow in the Pacific Northwest. Um, I know they like to grow next to some hardwoods, uh, out East more, but I find them in fairly open. They want a pretty good amount of sunlight. Uh, not too much that they get scorched by the the sun, uh, the the summer sun. They'll all burn off and wilt away by then. Good amount of sun, open arid soil, and I find them a lot in pine groves and manzanita bushes. The fire morels grow, seem to grow really well in the reclaimed manzanita. Uh, I think it provides them enough shade, and the earlier in the season, the closer they are to the root base. Uh, the further the season goes out, it seems like the morels start to pop further outside of the bushes, which is which is good to know. But again, fire morels aren't nearly as satisfying uh, food density-wise, and also uh, manzanita, where there's manzanita bushes, there's ticks, and it's just uh, it's just a cost you have to pay. But it's it's still pretty fun. So. At least in the Pacific Northwest, I have found them uh, amongst hemlock, uh, pine, spruce, alder, but I've never, we don't have too many elm or oak or, uh, I, at least in the areas I've looked, those trees aren't growing and uh, so I don't really have that much experience with that. Morels are so fun to look for, though, because they look like a little old man's ear, and they pop up in such a way that, oh, man, there's something about seeing them that I can't quite describe here. I'll have to put up some footage of it. There's another morel you should know about. Uh, it's not even a morel. It's called a false morel, or uh, I think the, spe the genus is gyromite, gyromite or something. 
and it's not a morel. Don't eat it. You can clearly tell the difference. It's a lot more wrinkled. It's a lot more folded in on itself and irregular. It doesn't have any form of a, a cone or a, a particular shape. It's just kind of like this folded over uh, leathery cap. And it you should not eat it. They're poisonous. All morels should not be eaten raw. Uh, I know a couple old-timers that say BS to that, and with the world of mushrooms, I like to play my cards a little safer. But black morels especially, they all contain a hydrocarbon that's similar to jet fuel um, at a very low amount. And if you don't cook them, uh, well, during the, it's heat activated, so during the cooking process it's released and it's not a, it's not a problem. Uh, you can also dehydrate them, and that helps. Uh, but you should always, always, always cook your morels. And why wouldn't you? Deep fried cream cheese and bacon stuffed morels for the big toads you find? Oh, they're ridiculous. And then uh, uh, mushroom risotto. Chop the mushrooms super fine. Oh, it's just, it's, it's unparalleled. Well, I can't wait to go mushroom hunting. That's all I'm thinking about right now. I, there's still mornings with frost, so I know it's not happening, but I'm, I'm feeling it. You know, this morning it's already 50, it's 15 degrees, so I know they don't have enough time to flush and pop. Uh, chanterelles seem to like a little bit of, uh, uh, ice to, to really get them going, uh, especially if it goes from, uh, a freeze to 50 to 60 for a couple days. There's a couple of research papers that show morels and the correlation between the amount of rainfall, the temperature of the soil, and the uh, arid dryness of the climate, or the air. And there's there's some correlations there that I really ought to study and make more sense of. But in my personal opinion, it seems like you need a good spring rain, whether that's one day, or whether that's multi-day, and then you need three to four days of sunny warm weather and I mean above 50 degrees if you hit six if you had like a big rain and then you had like three days of 60 degree weather I think that's time to get going uh, they pop at all elevations but as I've learned the later in the season the higher in elevation and you can literally and also going further north. So you can find yourself going, you know, just a couple hours, couple couple miles north to kind of bring you into the season uh, a couple weeks later. So there's a correlation there as well. 